Okay, everyone, it's Melissa. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Angle Podcast. I'm really glad you're here. So this week's episode, we're talking about personalization and marketing. Um, So this has been a trend that has been around for quite some time, but me and Vin have been looking towards 2021 and what we think will be some of the top trends that you guys should have on your radar when you're devising your own social media marketing strategy and personalization came up several times. So I wanted to speak to somebody outside of our industry to get a more diverse perspective about how they've used personalization and their own social media marketing strategy for success. So that led me to Jade Powell, who is the head of social and community at Sunwink, but she's also previously worked at Delta. And she actually shares a really awesome campaign that uh, she and her team implemented at Delta using personalization to great results. So I'll have that linked in the show notes for you guys to check out. So a little bit more about Jade. So when she's not obsessing over the aesthetic of her Instagram feed, you can find her dancing bachata, souring YouTube for interesting videos, or traveling to a city that she's never been to. Whether she's developing content, analyzing data, or serving as the voice of her brand, her ultimate career goal is to become the digital marketing Beyonce. Like, who doesn't? (laughs) who doesn't want to be the digital marketing Beyonce so let's get into this really awesome episode with Jade I'm excited to share um, our conversation with you thank you so much for joining me today Jade I'm so excited to speak with you Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I you have been uh, somebody that I've wanted to talk to for quite some time. I feel like, you know, marketing Twitter, right? Just mm-hmm. so many good people out there in the Twitterverse. And I was like, I love her content. I love what she's doing with Delta. But now, congratulations, you just started a new job recently at Sunwing. So congrats. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to know, uh, you know, I think our audience would be interested to know what maybe an average day is like for you. So Mm -hmm. what are you most excited about in this new role? Yeah. So I think for me, uh, building the Sunwing community is probably the thing that I'm most excited about. Um, jumping into my role at Sunwink was interesting because they already had somewhat of a strong social presence, mainly on the Instagram platform. And before I accepted my offer, I remember thinking to myself like, well, why do they need me? (laughs) And it was because I was looking at the Instagram and it was absolutely stunning. Um, But as I did a bit of a deeper dive, did an audit, I realized that what Sunwink needed was strategy, not just beautiful content. Um, So as I was writing out the goals for our strategy, I knew that they wanted to focus on building a community around Sunwink. And to me, that starts by leveraging partnerships and uh, user-generated content to really tell stories that will resonate with our audience. Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately I'm just really looking forward to the day where our audience is like so in love with not only Sunwink but each other so much so that they're literally meeting in person to have these real life conversations about the earth and plant-powered wellness beyond Sunwink. That's awesome I'm excited to see that manifest in 2021 for you that sounds like that's going to be an awesome strategy. 
Yeah, I'm excited too. Thank you. (laughs) So this episode, we've been consulting with a lot of experts in the field of social media marketing because there's been so many predictions about what people should focus on for 2021. You know, and probably for a lot of our listeners, that might feel a little overwhelming. So me and Vin have been trying to just sift through all the information, just find the patterns of things that we feel like will be maybe like top 10 just to keep Mm -hmm. on your radar. So personalization and marketing has been around for, you know, obviously a hot minute, right? It's not anything new, especially when there's so much um, information that we can now mine through platforms, right? We don't have to do a spray and pray method. There's so much information out there now about our customers, what they're into, what platforms they like, you know, we can measure the success of our campaigns or even our individual posts, right? Mm-hmm. So for personalization and marketing for 2021, that seems to be one that I continually see across the board, like more personalization, let's lean into it. Why do you think that there's going to be such a heavy emphasis in 2021 for personalization and marketing? Yeah, I, I think consumers are showing that they're changing and evolving every day. And I think one thing that has always been true is that they don't want to feel like they're being sold to and they want every interaction they have on every medium, whether that's social, email, TV, out of home, they want every interaction they have to appeal to who they are and what they believe in. And Mm -hmm. because there are so many advertising mediums, consumers see so many ads every single day. (laughs) And I, I think I read a stat somewhere that said, on average, consumers see about 4,000 to 10,000 ads in a single day. Like, oh my that's God. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we as marketers, these people that are trying to get their attention, grab their attention, we can no longer really approach marketing with this one size fits all paintbrush, like you said, a, a spray and uh, pray method. Like, that just doesn't work anymore. Right. So, I believe um, that's where personalization has really come into play because we're now having to figure out a way to make the consumer feel so heard, so seen, so loved, and so unique that they're willing to complete that call to action. They're willing to go to the website, fill out the form, or follow the brand. And I think that's why personalization is going to be huge in 2021 and, and thereafter. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I think that you make an excellent point. It's like, um, you know, that soft sell, you know what I mean? Like you're either educating, entertaining, but you know, ultimately you're serving your audience in a way that feels authentic to them. That doesn't just feel like, you know, like a snake oil salesman or like a used car salesman. (laughs) Like no one, no, no shade to the the car salesman, but (laughs) because no one likes them because it it definitely doesn't feel personal like people something as simple as just having their name heard or like just like looking at their buying behavior and like saying we saw you buy buy bought these five ingredients this is a recipe that you can make the next time you buy these ingredients like something as simple as that makes them feel so um seen and heard and I think that's incredibly important Same. And honestly, like it's that personal touch, you know what I mean? Like you said, making it a unique buying experience that caters to, you know, like their goal or aspiration or maybe whatever problem that you're trying to solve by offering your product or service. So, you know, it's kind of like a a hunker down. It sounds like on back to basics, like the foundations of social. Right. 
for you, you know, and previous positions and maybe, um, you know, as you develop your strategy for 2021 for Sunwink, how do you think you'll leverage um, data and insights and analytics in your personalization campaigns? Yeah, so for me, data and insights are key in social monitoring, which is a little bit more quantitative and social listening, which is a lot more qualitative. Right. And they both have these crucial roles in getting a good understanding of what our audience is like, what mm -hmm. they don't like, what they want to see more of, and what they don't want to see more of. And I think we tend to focus on this and really say, okay, based on these insights, this is what we know about our customers and this is what we're going to offer them. This is what we're going to sell, sell to them. But mm -hmm. to me, paying attention to uh, social listening insights and social monitoring analytics, this doesn't necessarily just mean paying attention to what the audience is saying about the brand, but paying attention to what they're saying in general. What are the overall conversations that are happening that are based on these cultural moments that are happening throughout the year, like this pandemic, for example. Yeah. So in my work in the airline industry, we actually did this real-time campaign where we asked our audience where they wish they were traveling because we noticed based on a lot of the insights that we were seeing that people were still wanting to travel, but also recognized that they couldn't because of the pandemic. So it was really cool because we selected this small group of people and literally had a graphic designer on standby. <laughs> and we replied to our audience's tweets with these like Photoshopped images of them. And these <laughs> yeah, so based on like what they said, we Photoshopped them in these different locations that they wanted to travel to. And we framed it as inspiration for when they could and would be ready to travel again. And we got such great positive response from that. And I think it allowed the community to really come a little bit closer because our audience has kind of realized that, hey, I'm not the only one that misses traveling. And also Delta sees me. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was a, a great experience for them just to have that touch of personalization because, you know, I can't say it was like, an easy lift but because we like I said we did have to have like a designer on standby we were literally like messaging back and forth like okay this person said Costa Rica find this photo <laughs> and photoshop them <laughs> into, into a Costa Rica background like that's how like granular we got but again I think it allowed them to feel seen and really felt understood by who we were as a brand um, but also as members of the community ourselves. I'm so glad that you shared that example because I think that that is like freaking brilliant, like mm -hmm. A++++, plus plus plus. because honestly, I feel like, you know, for somebody who's not familiar with the airline industry, mm -hmm. or again, maybe isn't familiar with Marcom or, or social media, you know, they might just think, oh, probably for a Twitter account, you know, it's just going to be like updates, you know, or customer service, you know, a baseline, but it's like, here you guys like created a great, uh, you know, campaign to connect generate conversations positive feedback and it's like it's more than just buying a ticket it's like mm -hmm. you know you really care about your customers you understand the really unique you know sad predicament that they're in which is you know they're they're kind of grounded you know or if they are going it's restricted 
you know what I mean? And for some of the people who are diehard travelers or, you know, maybe miss just going on an airplane to see their family a couple of states away, you know, how devastating that must be. So what a nice, like, personal touch to put a positive spin on, you know, a rough situation this year. So I really love that. That's so neat. I have to give a shout out to Andrea for that because she <laughs> came up with that campaign idea and it went so flawlessly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. And it's cool too. It sounds like you had a team of people who like came together to make that happen. Like, so yeah. if you don't mind me asking a little bit more for clarity. So she kind of came up with the concept. Mm-hmm. What was that like um, putting that campaign together? Was it literally like, all right, we have this up and running in 48 hours or was there a lot of planning into it or it was really? Yeah. It, it, it took about a week of planning and it got a little tricky because obviously when you work with larger companies, you have to go through legal and get approval. Um, so what we originally had planned actually didn't go as planned <laughs> because of the legal um, issues around it about using people's content without their approval. So what originally was um, started well, what originally intended to be more of like a surprise and delight where we were just going to reply and not ask for permission to use their photos. We ended up having to reply, send them a DM and be like, hey, we want to use your photo for a little surprise and then get their permissions first, which kind of took away a little bit from like the more human nature of it, but we were still able to uh, pivot and um, get it done, which was great. And I think when Andrea came up with this campaign for her, it was really just about how we can really take the time to engage with our community on a more human level to make them feel seen and heard. Yeah. And I think like, honestly, it's such a, again, an amazing example. Mm -hmm. Um, So that being said, you know, you kind of touched on what worked for you and that role Mm -hmm. with your team, but overall in all the positions that you have, even the one you have currently, do you think that there are maybe some key elements, two or three, maybe at the most for crafting, you know, like the foundation of a personalized marketing campaign? Yeah. So I would say listening is probably the first one. Um, Because I think as marketers, we get really caught up in what we believe we know (laughs) the audience wants to see. And sometimes we get into the spaces where we're like, the brand, the brand matters. Like they need to see the messaging. Mm. But the audience will always tell you what they want to know, what they want to see, what they want to buy. So I think listening is incredibly important because that's how you'll get a better understanding of what decisions that they're making and why so that you can be a little bit more personable in the marketing. And then I would say finally just go above and beyond, which sounds simple. Um, But I think, you know, as personalized personalization marketing kind of, you know, evolves over time, I think things are going to change depending on audience feedback and insights. But I think sometimes we are so willing to just like settle just to say we did something instead of going above and beyond. And I think about even myself as a customer um, for certain, certain brands, you know, every year I get like a birthday email with a coupon and I'm like, that's great. Thank you for the coupon. (laughs) For me, I'm like, don't just send your most loyal customers a birthday email with a coupon. Send them a gift basket directly to their door with like the last 10 products that they purchased in addition to the coupon. (laughs) So for me, just like 
any other relationship in life, you have to love your customers in their love language, not just the love language that you want them to receive. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I can't wait to share this episode because you're dropping <laughs> so many good gems. Like I, this is like just insane, but I love the case study. I love everything that you said about that because honestly, it's true. Like you know, sometimes we're really married to the concept because yeah. it's good. But like you said, if it's something that doesn't resonate with your audience, even if you feel proud at the end of the campaign, you're not really, you know, it's, um, it's not really something that aligns with the result that you want, which hopefully, you know, is serving your audience in some way, cementing their loyalty, you know, showing that, you know, their purchase decision, them choosing you over competitor means something, you know, it's yeah. not the dollar amount and great content, great social media is, you know, the best way in my personal opinion, some deaf bias, I'm a social <laughs> media manager, <laughs> but I love that. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I always like to end um, these conversations with kind of something fun and lighthearted. So the holidays are here. Everybody's getting ready. What's like number one, like on your wish list, like no restrictions, no dollar amount, like anything you could have, you know, like what would it be in mind? Well, the dream gift is obviously to always work with Rihanna or Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rihanna and Beyonce called me and were like, Jade Powell, we want you on the marketing team. I would, <laughs> I would move. I would drop everything. Like, I don't care what it was. I would be like, all right, I'm leaving right now. <laughs> I'm in my car. Tell me where you need me to go. Um, but I think like more realistically, um, well, not realistically, because that could very well happen. Yes, put it out. <laughs> but more real time, I would say, honestly, I just love like a great pack of Uno cards and some candles. Like those are my <laughs> things, honestly. That's awesome. If anyone can get me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like somebody please get like Jade, like Uno cards. Like, are we doing Uno classic? Are we doing any of the new like iterations? Are we keeping a classic deck with like a good candle? So it's funny because I'm a little bit of a nerd. I actually have like a collection of like 25 decks. So I collect, <laughs> I collect them all. So I'm just like, any if anyone just gives me any type of Uno cards, I'm like, thank you. I love you forever. <laughs> Our friendship is forever now. That's okay. awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Like I said, like this is going to be such a sick episode to share with our audience. I know that they're going to get like a lot of really good insights. And I love the tangible example you gave, which I'll definitely look for links to tie into the page for episodes so people can see, you know, like a real life, you know, like a personalized campaign in action and the success of it. So I can't wait for that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.